Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Going for Three podcast. It's episode 34. As always, my name is Percy. And, uh, you know, as always, we've got the AOB, Advocator of Buckets, Chris Collins. How we feeling? What's going on, man? It's a good day. Great day to talk basketball. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good hoops happening today, actually. You know, seeing the Magic pull out a, uh, pull out a tough win against the Warriors. Jalen Suggs went crazy. I did see that. Uh, yeah, the the magic have been showing us, you know, spurts. Obviously, Paolo is he knows he knows how to get a bucket. He's about a bucket. It's good to definitely see Suggs kind of putting it together as well. Um, it's a positive. Bobo's been showing us things as well. Uh, albeit it seems at the kind of expensive Mo Bamba's minutes, but you know, yeah. I kind of said at the beginning or uh, at one of our episodes earlier episodes that I was kind of confused on if they were both going to play, and it's looking like. Uh, they're you know so far it's one more so than the other. Yeah, definitely leaning towards bowl bowl. What is, is what it seems like. I mean, the blocks and rebounding definitely, I guess, are probably mainly the reasons because at least the fact he's developing those assets probably another reason why they got him <laughs> in the lineup now. But uh, but yeah, but uh, we got a lot of things that happened over the course of the last few days, but. One of the uh, one of the ones we're going to start with is a team that's been in a lot of dysfunction uh, as of late, which are the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Steve Nash has been fired as of I believe either two days ago or it might be two days ago. I think. Yeah. So um yeah they had a I think Steve Nash had a meeting and said that he kind of lost the team, and at that point they agreed to kind of <laughs> they they agreed to decide that this wasn't the right job for him anymore uh well i know you weren't really a fan of him so or the fit i was not um but it also to to lose the team one has to argue that you have team to begin with and i could argue <laughs> that he never really had the team and it's, it might not even really have been his fault per se but he just he was never the right person for this job I, it's kind of it was kind of confusing to me why it seemed like he was endorsed by uh, Kevin Durant and and Kyrie. Um, I mean, Steve was a great player for sure, but I mean, he didn't have he didn't have any coaching experience. I don't think he had any like official official front office experience. So, you know, him getting the job was kind of befuddling in the first place, especially like when you already had Kenny Atkinson. It's like I thought they were getting rid of him to bring in a quote unquote coach with cachet. But then they didn't. They just brought in Steve Nash. So yeah, that that didn't make any sense. Um, and yeah, he just he just never really instilled, in my opinion, any competent offensive system for the roster that he had. Especially after James Harden left, he never really adjusted that. Um, and if it wasn't for his name being Steve and his last name being Nash, he probably wouldn't have made it out of Boston last year with a job. That's what that's honestly how I feel. Um but I, can see that. I mean, you know, whether he whether or not he gets another opportunity, I mean he's he was a great player. He might have he might have to, well he's he's definitely in my opinion gonna have to go be an assistant coach somewhere now. I mean you he, he didn't show anything in my in my opinion, he didn't show anything. Um, in his tenure, like nothing that I could look at and be like, oh, you know, we can scratch that back and look at, oh, Steve did a good job with this. You know, I can't, I have nothing to go back on. So, yeah, it's it's long. It's he should have never been hired, and he should have been fired last year. Wishing the best to him, though, of course, but it just didn't work. Um, on top of the lack of offensive uh, system. Lack of defensive intensity. Um, I don't think he really managed the egos on the team very well either. So yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and then like to how you said about Kenny Atkinson, it just it's crazy how like the the switch that the flip that they switched with that team. As far as you had D'Lo, you had Dinwiddie, you had a lot of the team got a lot younger from your already dysfunctional trade from a couple of years ago. You kind of start to build it back up, and then boom, flips on his head again. KD Kyrie are here. Now, you get rid of Kenny, who still, I mean, at that point, didn't really have his guys anymore. He's not, he's out of a job. Steve Nash is in. 
like you said, no experience. I mean, it's, it's hard to say like where you can find the bright spots even in the firing, honestly. Because I've seen a lot of people say that he never had his chance to have like his team. But at that point, with it's like Kenny or, yeah. Steve, or Steve. Uh, with Steve, but it's like, oh, no, no. yeah, but it's like, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. it's like, yeah, three superstars <laughs> at that point. So I was about to say, yeah, you you had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Uh, they can, regardless of anything, before we get to any other details of about their game, all three of the people, yeah, that makes your job uh, infinitely easier. Like they're all three elite elite three-point shooters by percentages and volume so i mean no i'm not i'm not yeah he definitely had he definitely had a chance i mean i could argue that he i could argue he i mean he inherited probably the most talented trio of all time yeah most definitely. you know then you got two, you got jason kidd who was like he's done more with less and at least had stints to do other things before, like you said, like before he had his coaching job. But he done more. Well, you, well, Jason Kidd is another one because Jason Kidd didn't have any coaching experience when he got hired to the Nets. But unlike Steve Nash, when Jason got to the Nets, he he also inherited Darren Williams, uh, Paul Pierce, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Johnson. But he got them to the playoffs. I don't. I can't remember if he won a series, but he. But they played the Heat. So I mean, I mean, you know, take that for what you will. He, that's LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh. Ran into a buzzsaw. It wasn't looked at. Yeah, it wasn't looked at it like as like a disaster, like like Steve's tenure was. You know, it was it it was stable. At least it seemed like, from my memory. I mean, I know we all remember that that uh, that little blunder where he bumps into his own player, tells him to knock his cup down so he can get timeout, but. <laughs> That was a great. Other than that, <laughs> great play. Yeah, a, a great. Just a just listen. That the referees in the league, they saw somebody breaking the rules. I saw a coach willing to do anything for his team. That's what I saw. By any means necessary. I don't know. Just, just, get at that dog. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Got that dog in him, Steve. You know. It, it just it, it it didn't work out, man. It didn't work out. I feel like the only time we've seen fire and, right was when he had the ejection when he played the Bucks. That was like the only time the fire was there. I mean, it's too late. You can have fire uh, in one game, but like you know, it's it was too late. It was. <laughs> you did a bad job last year. You didn't make any adjustments. You had KD bringing the ball up the court with Kyrie on the team, which still to this day makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Um. The, the 40 minutes Katie was playing at night didn't make sense either. Like, that in itself, I was like, okay, like, you're not really making a chance. You're not really making a a, a, a case for yourself to keep this job because I'm not going to let my All-Stars pass 30, play 40 minutes at night. Well, if it's, in the, if it's in the playoffs, I don't necessarily have a problem with that yeah, per se. But, I mean, but also that's that's, you know, with the fact of having a competent coach in mind, you know what I mean. So like, yeah. if Ty Lue had LeBron playing forty minutes a night, it's not for nothing. You know, it's not going to be wasted. It's there's a plan in place. There's a system or something we're trying to do or we're trying to accomplish. You know, there there's some place we're trying to go with this offense. But with Steve, Stevie was just like, you know, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There you go. Go go score on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown with Al Horford and Marcus Smart on the help side. <laughs> I mean, this is what it was. Yeah. And then this whole this whole Emmy Udoka thing is is wild to me. I didn't even know this is a, could be a thing because I thought he was just suspended. I didn't know he was. Uh, I mean, they didn't fire him, so I thought that was odd yeah. to me. But you know, I mean. If that is true, he'll I mean he'll infinitely infinitely be better than Steve Nash for sure. So, but I don't know what this roster is capable of because I haven't they haven't had a competent coach. Yeah, and just I mean just the fact of like I feel like there's just the whole team as a whole has so many things that pertaining pertaining to everything that's not even basketball related. They have so many things regarding them that I think just adding him to the equation just it's just basically saying like we're more focused on the outside than we are about hooping, 
Or at least I feel like that's where the direction oh, is. Oh, it's definitely a circus over there. You know, it's definitely a circus over in Brooklyn right now, for sure. With everything that's going on with the Emmy Odoka, his, his situation that's going on, Kyrie's situation that's going on, the fact that Ben Simmons looks like he just is deteriorating as a basketball player. It's kind of wild. I mean, and to speak a little bit yeah. more on him, it's just like, at this point, <laughs> it's not funny. So I, I, I don't, I didn't mean, I don't mean to laugh with that. I think it's interesting that like the goalpost for him has moved so constantly just because we've had to adjust our expectations. So like, obviously he's coming into the league, a lot of LeBron comparisons, whole lot of them, Off six the eight to six ten, super athletic. Yeah, can handle, can pass. And can finish around him. Those were the two things, and he was and he was a perimeter player. Like, yeah, he didn't take a lot of shots, but he was he was a guard, so he played on the perimeter. So everybody's like, okay, that shot's gonna come. You know, he's not he's not like a he's not like a uh, I don't want to say Giannis because Giannis could shoot and had good form when he came in until the Bucks changed it. But like, he's kind of like Giannis. It wasn't like that where like Giannis had to really like work on his shot because he didn't have that that fluid guard motion to where like, even if, even if he can't shoot, he can still kind of get into a fluid motion and get his shot up. Ben had that. So like LeBron comparisons were there first couple of years in Philly. Okay. 16, 15 points, eight and eight great defense. All right, let's just build on this. He's going to make his adjustments. He's going to improve. He's going to be able to shoot. We're going to have him in a bead for a dynasty. Okay. A couple of years. All right. He's not, he's not really shooting. He's not really developing like that. He's still an all-star, 15, 8-8, eight eight. one of the best defenders in the league. Okay, we'll take that. We just got to go get some guys that can score if he's not going to be – if he's not going to turn into that guy. So we yeah. get Tobias, we get, we get Jimmy, JJ, all these guys that can score. Then he has a meltdown. Uh, the team turns on him. He doesn't play for a year. And now we're just like, okay, he gets to Brooklyn <laughs> – and it's like we don't even, no one we you know we don't expect them to score anymore. We just want you to play defense and facilitate. And now, granted, he granted still very early. He can get some more time. But now, I mean, the defense is not there to the level it was. Um, the passing isn't really there as much because he's just he's so much out of being a threat of any offensive capability that like it's harder. It's harder for you to create if nobody respects you as a as a scorer. It really is. So yeah. now it's just like now people are at, are literally praying that he gets back to that that last year in Philly. Like, can he be that twelve to fourteen point per night guy, giving you eight rebounds, eight assists, and playing great defense? Can he get back to that? Because the expectations of what he was what he was thought to be when he came in those are those are long gone, in my opinion. I mean, that that ship has sailed. Um, yeah, I mean that's, that's I mean that's a tough situation because they're they're committed to him, committed to all. I mean also committed to KD as well. So rough spot, definitely rough spot. Yeah. Ben Simmons just doesn't look like he wants like he can play basketball anymore. I mean they there was there was a literal highlight of him like dumping it off to Claxton, but he he literally like went across the open goal to pass it to him. Like he had a, a wide open dunk, yeah, and didn't take it. And then there's the, the famous clip with uh with Kyrie where he's yelling shoot at Ben, like I, I don't I I don't I can't explain it. Yeah, really it's something a, though. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it should be interesting to see what uh what their coaching situation is, for 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 the sake of for the sake of the city. I hope. I mean, obviously, I know people want to get Ime for like you know what he did last year, but I'm not even gonna lie to you. Outside of a few blunders that the Celtics have had with, like, Jalen Brown refusing to call that timeout when he was about to heave a half-court shot, the Celtics look exactly the same as they did last year to an extent. And Jalen Brown and Tatum got better. So at this point, it's hard, to, it's hard to say, like, if that was – outside of, like, a few disciplinary things, it's hard to say if, like, he changes that for them if he goes to Brooklyn. Well, here's the thing. So, one, I, I have to give Emei the ultimate credit. I mean, Boston wasn't like that. And then he gets there, and then they change. 
and they changed drastically as far as like how they carried themselves, how they played. Like he inst- like he instilled championship habits into them. So now that they're there, they've gotten there. They're I mean at this point they're a veteran team. I mean they've been that way for a while because yeah. Jalen and Jason have been battle tested for a while, regardless of their age. They're a veteran team, so I mean that's that's just what I expect. And he helped continue continue and build that culture, holding players accountable. It also helps that like they they're young and they still haven't won anything, so like Ime can still like you can still kind of coach them that way. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Ime is respected around the league. You know, been a part of the Spurs pipeline for a while before he got his opportunity, so he's respected. Um, and I think I would like to think that the Nets want the Nets and the Nets players want to be coached. Honestly. Yeah, I really do. I would imagine that they want to be because I don't think Steve Nash is doing a lot of coaching. I really don't. Yeah, I think at yeah. this point they want to be held accountable. They want to have that kind of leader uh, from that from that head coach position, and that's what Ema is. So, I mean, yeah, is it going to be another distraction? Probably. It's a lot going on. <laughs> a lot of guys got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, but is is he still uh, a very good coach in this league? I mean, he ain't forget how to coach uh, that quick. So, yeah, should be, should be, should be interesting to see how they how they how they navigate that. But they need to go ahead and get my guy out of there and get uh, get my guy out that dumpster fire. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> get they need to get, get my dumpster fire. They need to get my guy. They need to get my guy out that dumpster fire. Yeah. Fuck it. Send him back. Send him back to Golden State. Oh, that'd be so hard. He's so hey. he's so much more, but he's so much better than he was when he was first there. It would actually be some. That would actually be something. That'd be hard. <laughs> oh, that'd be subs out Curry, subs in Curry. Oh, that'd be hard. Curry to Curry for the three. Splash. Uh, even at this point, though, like a lot of weight has been looking. Hey, that that bench might need. Yeah, my, my little, my little double does. My little double does a curry. Yeah, but they'd have to trade for him, and they're not going to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I need I need Seth out of there. Yeah. He's, 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 he doesn't deserve I, I need Seth in L.A., honestly. We should have went and got him a couple years ago. I was, was looking thinking that. I was going to say, like, if they could somehow manage to get him, I feel like that would be good. I, I'll send the first to uh to Brooklyn for Clay, or for, for Seth. I would. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even think twice about it, personally. <laughs> but that's just me. I mean, but he is young. So I, I, if they didn't, I would get it. He's. I think he's like thirty. So you know. But I mean, you address your elephant in the room in the biggest way. With yeah. But um, There's not many more better shooters you can get. Oh yeah, of course. Well, I think he's shooting like over thirty. He's over thirty this year, right? They definitely shooting over thirty. You mean forty? Yeah, I don't know if he's at forty yet or close to forty. He's only played. I think he's only played like one game this year because he he'd been hurt dealing with a. I want to say an ankle injury. Hmm. I want to say you know something about them Curries, man. They got them. They got them ankles. You know what I'm saying? Maybe because maybe because like they they got them cannons and it's like it's weighing down to the ankle. Yeah, he's only he's only played one game, and he did not play well. But I mean, he was he was hurt, but. I mean, bro's a career 40, 40 what, 43% uh, three-point shooter, so elite. Yeah. But, yeah, the Nets, uh, well, you just trade Kyrie and KD. Blow it up. Fuck it. <laughs> just blow it all the way up. That's what, I mean, that's what everybody's acting like they should do. Yeah. Shit, man. It's, it's, uh... You would think New York would be the one under the microscope, not it's Brooklyn. <laughs> and when you have, you know, top top players on your team, you're gonna be under the microscope. And then, you know, you have somebody like Kyrie who uh is just gonna be in the limelight for a lot of things at all times now. Because I mean that's what the media wants. And he does, and also he he helps himself by doing things that he's done, so Yeah. He just got Katie. And then on top of the hoop. 
Oh yeah, no, and it's factual. It's funny because he's he he claims he's like all I want to do is play basketball, and that's not that's not completely true. I, I remember seeing like a Draymond Green uh, clip from like his podcast, and I, and he was talking about like how going to Brooklyn is not you just going to go hoop because if it was just about basketball, you would you would have never left Golden State. You're in the perfect place. Not for you know, not for competition's sake, of course, or parody. You know that would have been terrible. But you could just play basketball. You didn't have to do anything else. You didn't have to deal with nothing. Yeah. So it was more. It was more. It was about more than just you know straight on basketball, which is fine, of course. But I mean, I know obviously I know Katie didn't sign up for none of this. None of this. He didn't sign up for James to to be hurt and Kyrie to be suspended and and you know not being able to play from his vaccination stance and all that other stuff. And obviously in hindsight, they definitely shouldn't have traded for James Harden in hindsight because they absolutely – it's funny because right like right now there's no there's no James uh, James, James Harden. And Jared Allen is the exact player they need. <laughs> like exactly. like 100, 100% the exact type of player they need. It's not even like, – he's like – yeah, if they could, if they could get Jared Allen now. They would jump for joy. Home, and then you still have because that time he was part of that nucleus. Exactly, and then you still have you would have Karis being that third uh, creator, which he definitely can be. So I mean, it, it yeah, it was it's a, yeah they shouldn't have they shouldn't have traded for James, which is honestly weird because there was really it was. It's, it was it was odd to me that they decided to like stack the deck that much. Like, cause who was who was it for? I feel like when we see teams like do that, it's in re, it's in retaliation or reaction. So I think you know I think the Warriors wanted to get Kevin Durant because they lost to the Cavs and they felt that they could no longer. Uh, they they felt I feel like they felt like they really needed Kevin to get over the hump over the Cavs. The Rockets traded for Chris Paul in reference to the Warriors getting KD. Uh, you know, the Lakers traded for Russ in response to the Nets getting James Harden. You know what I mean? Like, but who was who who were the Nets trying to keep up with? Because by that time it was the league of it was a league of duos. Yeah. So like there was really no need. I mean, I know he wanted to get out, but there was really no need. He wanted to go to Philly in the first place originally anyway. Which I feel like kind of is like that's probably the one that like is kicking them because everything had the writing on the wall for him to kind of still hold on to the fact of you know I wanted to play with Embiid, Maury's over here, like all all the signs kind of pointed to like well I think Maury was with Brooklyn at the time I think when that happened, but like all all those signs would have led to him ended up in Philly anyway, but they kind of just made it like that unnecessary hurdle, which for a little bit it looked good until everybody started getting injured and then a bunch of extra career you're stuff. About, you're talking about Nets? Yeah, like when they were like them getting Harden, from a, from a team perspective, they wanted to take that leap, but from Harden's oh, perspective, oh, you know, yeah. I say, I, I say in hindsight that they shouldn't have traded for James Harden because of how it went, but I still do think if that if one, James just has some patience and deals with Kyrie's mess, and they just get on the court, they'll be fine. They would have been fine because James is. I mean, he was. He fixed a lot of the issues that they had uh, as far as like that facilitator. And it's just a lot of guys. If James can be, if James can be the third scorer every night, like reliably at this yeah. point in his career, that's that works perfectly for him. Because like right now we see in Philly, it has to be like the two, sometimes the one. I mean, it can be it can be anywhere from the you know the. The leading scores to the second leading score to the third leading score any night in Philly, but like in Brooklyn, you could pretty much count. He might have some good games, but he can he can kind of just really facilitate and let Kyrie and Kevin, uh, Kyrie and Kevin really, really get to cooking. So I mean, I, I don't know. It was I don't really know what I never really knew what James wanted. I didn't didn't know. I didn't I, know if I he wanted he his did own get team. Love too quick. I ain't gonna lie. Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was very quick extremely quick you you we got or they got them during the season they played healthy only a handful of games and a lot of them that they did they blew the brakes off of people remember one game i think they all had 30 she was wild but um yeah and then they get to the playoffs they they blow through the first couple of people i, I believe 
or no, the first the first round. Uh, and then James gets hurt, Kyrie gets hurt, and then Kevin still takes the team to seven games. So I don't know. I agree with you. I, I definitely think he could have relaxed a little bit. He still had Katie and Kyrie eventually. You know, I don't know. It was odd. Yeah. I mean, the reason he had for, like, I guess the reason people tried to give as far as, like, oh, the team was never fully there. I'm like, realistically, it's you and KD. And on most nights, that's usually enough. And then, you know, the road games, like, Kyrie was coming in and putting up buckets. I mean, obviously, you know, like, the bracket as far as, like, okay, he can go on the road and do this, but he can't come back to Brooklyn and, you know, all that extra stuff. But there really wasn't a need for him to, like, one out to me. Yeah. And that's what I guess that's where I where I said like I really don't I really don't understand like what he wants. I mean I I mean now it looks like he just wants to win a chip, but like the last couple of years it's like did you want to be a part of like a more balanced unit? Did you want to be more of a facilitator? Did you want to lead it your way still? Like what was what was the goal? Yeah. Because even right now, it's like he's pretty much... Well, I mean, he's slowly turning into, like, kind of the third option, at least. At least on paper. Because, I mean, his hamstring issues aren't really going away. They had to bring in a specialist. And he's kind of doing what he can. But, mm-hmm. like, you got guys like... You, you got Maxi continuing to develop. That's probably something they're going to have to really keep an eye on. Tobias, say once in a while, you got to keep him happy with, like, the mid-range and post-ups, and you got Embiid, who, of course, is the focal point. His direction for winning at this point is probably definitely what he probably should have just said from the jump. Like, if he just wants to win or he wants to just be on a team where, as he ages, he doesn't have to do as much, then I can see why he wants to go to Philly. Yeah. But, uh... I guess uh, what team did we kind of talked about a little bit earlier? Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, who, as of the time of the recording, have been on a two-game winning streak, starting to figure it out. You said they figured it out. Yeah, I mean Westbrook being in a being a six-man seems to be putting putting some fire to him. Uh, also, let's a uh, real quick Matt Ryan. What a guy, Matt Ryan. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, he finally hit a shot. <laughs> that game, he was bricking a lot of them early, and I'm not, you know, he should definitely take the shots because we don't have a shooter. I'm not saying he should, just pointing it out is all. Um, yeah. Also, to the Russell Westbrook point, who knew that you know giving a ball dominant point guard the ball would draw the best out of him? Crazy. <laughs> It was what people were always um, saying, like, you, you put him in a position where, like, he's not just a spot up. Good things happen. <laughs> no, he's going to turn the ball over. That's just. That's just hooping, honestly. That's, uh, that's Russell. No, I can't even say hooping. I got to say that's Russell. Because some of them turnovers is just like, bro, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> but he did have a, I think he had a couple of teammates also drop passes. Uh, So that, that wasn't great. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, he was the catalyst for that game. I mean, it was a close game. He came in, they went on that run. They got up by sixteen points at one point. And as soon as I mean as soon as as soon as Russ sat down and A D and Brian got back in, league started cutting down. Immediately. Yeah. And I don't know, like I mean this is just this is just speaking on the last game, uh, against the um Pelicans. I don't know if Bron was sick. That's what they were saying he was. And that's what he said as well. So I'll hear that. Um, but he was pretty bad. There's really no way around it. He was pretty bad. He looked a little out of it for sure. No, definitely. And it's just like, I know you're 37. So you can't do it every game, every drive as much as you, you know, want to. There are going to be times where he's just not going to be able to turn it on, I feel like, at this point in his career. And I get that. But you're still 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, like, please, for the love of all that is pure basketball, stop taking 
step back threes like you're Steph Curry. Bro, he took I so mean, many leaders in the clutch, and it was throwing no me leaders. off. I'm just like, bro, like one, if you're not gonna drive LeBron, and I, I like I said, I get it, you're 37. If you're not gonna do that, make AD big ass come get this ball. And if you're AD, demand the ball. Like, bro, what's going on? In other news, though, I have loved what I've seen from our young wings, uh, Troy Brown and Lonnie Walker. Hey, Lonnie had himself a game. Both of them did. I mean, I think Lonnie had, I want to say, 28, 29. But at the same time, Troy, I think, had 15 and 10, 10 rebounds. Mm-hmm. And for the rebounds, I mean, yeah, the rebounds was definitely fundamental based off of how that game was going with the Pels. Okay. He was and he was cutting, you know, getting to the free throw line more so than a lot of us was at first. Or a lot of a lot of excuse me, getting to the line a lot more than they were at first. And it's just like I feel like I talked about this in a previous pod. Just having like, you know, live legs, like having juice. You know what I mean? Like like Lonnie got juice. He's a young player, he's athletic, he can play above his suspected role at any given time. And he's moldable at this point because he's still 23. Same yeah. thing with, uh, with Troy, like young players that can be molded by situations, by, you know, by just going through it. So, yeah. Um, defensive intensity is great. I love it. Darwin, uh, Ham said that was going to be a focus and he has not lied. They have, They've been in every game. They've been competitive in every game. You can argue that they really could have, could have, and probably should have won against who was the Blazers and who was the other team. I want to say the Blazers and like the, the ah, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I'm trying the to uh, Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Clippers. Yeah, Clippers game. They definitely, they definitely could have won that one too. So I mean, yeah. Now Warriors, they 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 blew them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's that, that's gonna happen. You, there's no there's no shame there's no shame in that. That's just gonna happen sometimes. You might get you might get blown out by the Warriors. You won't be the first. You won't be the last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lakers feel. It's uh, all those interests for AD. I think AD had like four blocks. Yeah. Oh yeah, because because Zion, big body self, literally just kept going at him, and I'm just like, okay, you physical, but AD literally just has like length over you. Yeah, but I said like like the height disparity with the disparaging height advantage was very much there, but uh, more than I'm thinking about it, yeah, Darvin, yeah, Darvin is like that might have been the perfect fit for them like coaching wise i don't really think about it. this as far as like from a defensive perspective because mm-hmm. he he got them he got them looking looking swarming and of course the fact that now they're starting to figure out the rotational situation you know giving russ his own unit i feel like that would have i feel like that was like the bigger thing that they had to really attack because trying to have him in a formation with guys that you know Bron, you know at times is going to win it like instrument be fundamental you're gonna have to find you got to find other ways to get russ involved and feel like himself but once they figured that out it's like the defense like you said like they there's been games where they have literally probably led in every defensive stat and still just lost because they weren't scoring and they still can't shoot (laughs) so i mean that's still i mean it's definitely still on the table for that to continue happening yeah but they look like a competent basketball team now, you know, running screen sets, movement without the ball. Very interested to see how this team is going to adjust and look with Dennis Schroeder coming back. I'm wondering to see who's going to lose their minutes because he's going to play. Yeah. So, I mean, Kendrick has already lost his minutes, so I'm not, I'm not really sure where they're coming from. They're very guard heavy, honestly. Yeah. I don't think uh, Even, so, Thomas Bryant isn't able to be uh, played yet, right? Like, he's going to be out for a little bit longer. Oh yeah, yep. 
feel like once they get a lot of, well, at least once they get him back, depth chart should look a little bit better, fundamentally, because, like, outside AD, like, they really, yeah, who is their backup big? I gotta think about it. Is it not, um, what is his name, Thomas Bryant? I think he's hurt right now. He's either hurt or didn't suit up, but yeah. I think it's him. Yeah, that's like, you know, like, that, because I know they had Damian Jones playing early in this, was he playing early in the season? Or like two games ago? Um, not sure. Not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably a thing for them too, though. Like they they get a couple of guys back that's injured, or get 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 a guy back that's injured primarily at that position, take a little bit of stress off AD's minutes, work out work you worked out your Westbrook situation. <laughs> I think the rest of, the rest of their schedule doesn't look too difficult. No, they did, they ran into a uh, that first week was a buzzsaw, man. They, they, they had some beaters in the first week. No facts, facts. So, I think it'll be next. So they got the well, they got the Jazz. They got the Cavs. That's gonna be a game. Got the Jazz again. Clippers, Kings. There's 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 some games they could they could pull out. Mm-hmm. But uh, what else we got? I should not think about speaking of the Cavs. Hey, Eastern Conference might have gotten you know that nice sizable shakeup in the form of you know Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, the gang looking real nice so far in the early parts of the season. Oh, they have. Um, I mean, before she started, I felt like they were pretty. Pretty complete. Um, I mean, only only thing that I thought that they didn't have was like that really good perimeter wing, and I still have my doubts about that per se. But everything else, I mean, they're well rounded. They have two, uh, you know, guys that can play make great, uh, great point guard, great two guard that can be your closer, and obviously you got those two guys down there, uh, you know. Protecting the rim with Evan Mobley being able to switch, or not? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is Evan Mobley season, but yeah, being able to switch and um, obviously Jared Allen still being that rim protector and lob threat. So, uh, I will say, I well, I ended up watching that game against the Celtics. Yep, well, the first game, Darius Garland came back and he called his own number, which. I mean, by itself, I'm not mad at it. I mean, it's it's DG. It's it's kind of it's kind of his reinvigorated show. But I feel like going forward, like I don't know, like if they get to the playoffs, Donovan Mitchell is going to be their closer. So I feel like they should play how they're going to close. Yeah, but also to see where I kind of do see where he can kind of get that leeway, I guess. Because I mean, he is going to be a guy that on most nights. Probably had a bulk of the assist, or more often than not, the attempts to like get the most assist. So if at times you know he's gonna get, say, get to his ten, eleven mark if if stuff is rolling, and then like say it's still tough down the stretch, you know, try to get you like a little go ahead, little go ahead leg, go ahead three. But I feel like that kind of might be in the might be more in the range for him. But overall, yeah, Mitchell, especially with the with the playoff experience that he already has, that's the main guy you want to go to. I mean, just like in that most recent game against the Cavs, I saw Darius solo or uh, ISO or Jalen Brown. I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> he got that dog in him. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yes, I, I get it, and he's nice. But it's just like you don't have the size advantage. He's a much more superior of an athlete than you are, so it's just like, what is what's the goal here? And, he, and I mean, he ended up getting the shot off. Very tough, mind you, but it was a, it was an attempt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was something that they talked about when it was um during the draft process, as far as he's he he had the ability to play without fear. Like he was so confident in himself that there are certain matchups that he would just take for the sake of him. And that was this point in the league. I mean, he hasn't really had that moment yet to where 
he was in a position to do that. But I guess in that moment, mm-hmm. that was his chance to show like the the situation ain't too big for him. Which I mean, like you said, it has its pros and cons. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, t- touching back on the Cavs, just a well-rounded team. Got a closer, bona fide. Uh, we very we very well may look at Donovan Mitchell like the best shooting guard in the league after this season is done, or at least in that conversation. The real possibility. Oh yeah, because like you said, like he's in a position to play more free and defensively. You know, get back into that. Okay. Hello. Yeah, my stuff just tweaked for a second. What was I saying? Um. Oh yeah, well, I was saying like. Yeah, as far as him being able to play more free, the circumstances of the makeup of this team is mm. a lot of things to be accomplished that are part of his game plan. You know, getting downhill, playing some defense, and even though he's undersized, he you got the wingspan, got the upper body strength. It's a lot of things that like he's still able to get done. Yeah. And I mean, even in that game against the Celtics, I'm not sure if they were planning on if they planned multiple times where he was matched up against Tatum, against Brown, and he held his own. So, yep, he definitely, uh, definitely has the potential to to be that on that side of the ball as well. And I mean, hey, this team can play with anybody in the East right now, as far as I'm concerned. Speaking, maybe looking at the East, trying to figure out what these, what these standards are there right now. The Eastern Conference is, even though it's the early stages, I mean, you got the Bucks seven and zero, Cavs six and well, Cavs got a got the section seat I think currently. Got the Raptors, got the Hawks. It's looking interesting right now for the from a competition standpoint, for. Most people to where like they it might not even look like the top teams you would have expected a couple of games in. What was that last part you said? I was saying like um like the way it's looking right now for the top teams in the East probably are probably probably could come as a surprise to some people as far as how they would have looked at the top six seven teams looking. Oh. Uh. Yeah, uh, and I'm not gonna say. Well, hmm. do I believe that they're all gonna stay there? Uh, more so than last year, but even still, like we got teams like the Raptors who are five and three. I'm not sure if I if I necessarily believe in them to stay that high, or the Bulls. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't tough. Yeah. I mean, the Wizards, the Wizards for sure, I feel like, are dropping, even though right now I think that's currently, like, a playing position anyway. I think they're going to drop off. And then, of course, maybe the Raptors drop down to, like, that playing range as well once a couple of teams start to figure it out. So, it's like you said, it's, oh, like I said earlier, it is early. But for a team like the Bucks, who in in most cases, I mean, I don't know. This might be probably the – this is their best seven-game start so far. I think history. Maybe I don't know. That's that's kind of hard to tell. I mean, they've been playing pretty solid, uh, like elite level basketball for a couple of years now, especially in the regular season. So, I don't know. I mean, but they're I mean they're another team that's battle tested. Got a chip, know what it takes to win. But they're going out and they're really t- uh, making a point to compete in every game. Hence their record, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, then right now, even in the East, still have teams like Philly, Miami, uh, regardless of their situation, Brooklyn, are all out of the playoffs right now. And I don't see that staying, at least not for all of them. Yeah, because the Heat have looked a little... It's been an interesting thing for them. I haven't really been seeing, like, outside of, you know, Tyler Hero making... Tyler making his plays. I think the foul call, I remember when they played against the Warriors in one of those games, a little controversial. I feel like that was all hand, but 
We've had a little bit of an up and down start. Yeah, for sure. I said nothing, but one more thing to kind of we'll tie this up. Just off the first couple of games, both conferences included, like who would you say is a surprise player that you didn't think would start the season off like as good as they did, and then a player that's like disappointing from what you thought they would do from the off season? Uh, it's still a bit early to tell on that, but disappointment. Let's go with. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, we're not even like maybe we're not, we're not even like disappointed, but like they got off to a re- they're getting off to a slower start than expected. Zach Levine isn't shooting well, but I mean from the field, but he's still shooting crazy from three. Uh, he's kind of injured early on, so I mean Ben Simmons for one got to be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Edwards. Hmm. Yeah. You talking about as far as like for a slow start or like a... As far as like slow start, just because, I mean, well, one, hasn't even been 10 games in the season yet. And he's already called out Rudy Gobert basically twice. Uh, first one just saying that, you know, playing two bigs is not how he's going to be able to play. Uh, and then he kind of reiterated that as far as when they asked him about uh, his, like, scoring output. He was basically saying that, like, or no, no, no. They asked him, like, why he doesn't, why he, why he didn't have a dunk in the season already. And he was basically saying that, like, he couldn't jump over everybody. He said, when, I'm, when I get to the paint, there's, you know, everybody's in there. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, it's, it feels like a jab to Rudy because, you know, Rudy can't shoot. <laughs> but I do know one thing. He's, he's there to stay because that contract is uh, hefty, hefty, hefty. Yep. Mad hefty at that. But, yeah, I mean, those are the, I guess those are probably the ones that come to mind. So, at least this early in the season, I'm sure when we get – get more into it, we'll, we'll definitely find out more people that just really just haven't been putting it together. Yeah. I almost wanted to say MB, but then I looked at his numbers, and then I was like, yeah, he's actually he's he's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, he, but he, a lot of his uh, criticism right now is coming from, like, mental and, like, being locked in and not making like silly mistakes. Yeah. I mean, he's had like some of those games where, you know, his numbers is good, you know. Had the 40 ball, I think. I think it was against the Spurs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I should not to kind of. Not that I was like thought the slow, but uh, just to kind of wrap this up. Uh, Desmond Bain. As far as how he's starting the season. If he can sustain that, really, really looking good for the Grizzlies. Do you think that he can? Um, I feel like the bulk of it is from the fact that I don't think Jaren is, I still think Jaren has yet to play yet. But also at the same time, the way, the way it is for him is like, if it's like a shooting from a shooting perspective, I don't think he can slow down. I don't think he has, like, the the explosive almost 40-point games, but I feel like he's still floating around in, like, that 29, 30-ish range on certain nights if his shooting is up to par. Yeah. 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 I, I can't really debate that. Yeah, but that's a little bit of something I want to add on to that. But, uh, yeah, I guess that kind of ties it up for a... Oh, wait, did you have any that you were, like, surprised by? or As far as players? Yeah. 
Uh, Lori marketing for the Jazz for sure. Yeah. The Jazz was supposed to be tanky, and he is uh messing up their plans. Yeah. Which why I mean, like, even though he's part of their future plans, I'm I'm guessing they 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 ain't gonna get that top pick I mean, if he's balling. <laughs> Yeah, they've won six games already, you know, and he's averaging twenty one and nine. Uh, it really feels like it's more, but I mean, I guess I guess that's what it is. But it, it feels like it's more. And he's he's got I don't know, he had like I don't know he just looked like he got aggressive I guess with his opportunity now that he has it. He looked good. Yeah, and even still, like the three point percentage isn't where. It, isn't where it is for his career, so like his point game really could still hike up. Yeah, I was say once he once he finds that, so no, in the early stages he was shooting really well. I think he was around that thirty. And then he had a couple of stretches where might have been the first back to back. He shot like really bad from three, but yeah, but he also banged on somebody reverse style though. Yeah, it's, also, it's crazy to remember like he. For for his for his size, like the amount of bodies he got, I think he's gotten a body every every two years. From what I was looking, from what I was uh, seeing, like a highlight or uh, like a recap of like I think when he the Cavs, he got a body last season on the Bulls, caught him a body. Hey, add to the catalog. <laughs> <laughs> no facts. Mm-hmm. No facts. Yeah. Uh- yeah, that was, that was all. I, that was probably the only guy that I had that really stuck out to me, as far as that question. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Um, still very early in the season. A lot of crazy things going on standings wise and player wise, but hopefully, you know, see some shakeups. Some might stay, some might dip. But um, as always, you can find us on social media on Twitter at going for three pod and same for Instagram, same tagline. Uh where can these people find you at? You can find me at Chris D. Collins on Instagram. As always, um at PTP underscore ninety nine for Twitter. I haven't tweeted about the Pistons in a while, but for good reason at that. Uh appreciate you guys for listening and we'll see you all on the next one.